0: So how should fitness in your 40s look? What are the things that you should be doing to find the right fitness formula for you and become fitter than ever? And what are the things that might be holding you back from getting started or making changes to your routine right now? These are all the things that I'm going to be addressing in this week's episode, because I know for a fact that when we get focused on our fitness in our 40s and beyond, amazing things can happen for us. Not only are we ensuring our bodies for the future and building amazing resilience, but we can also grow our confidence at a time when that might be a little bit lacking. So let's dive in and see how you can find your personal fitness formula for your 40s and beyond. Welcome to the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness, a space where we celebrate you exactly as you are right now, while also looking at realistic and achievable ways that you can increase your fitness, improve your nutrition, and bring more wellness into your busy schedule. We tackle a whole range of subjects from diet culture and healthy weight loss, right through to how to stay motivated, reduce stress, balance fitness and life, and ways to get the most out of your fitness routine. This is your weekly dose of inspiration and motivation. Perfect if you're a busy woman who sometimes struggles to find time for yourself and who would love to develop a positive mindset and a consistent fitness and wellness routine. I'm Alex, your host, women's fitness and wellness coach, founder of ChickFit, mum of two, lover of chocolate, wine and exercise and believer that we can all find balance in our busy lives. Well, hello there and welcome back to a brand new episode of the podcast. Now, it's been an interesting start to the year for me so far because I have just started a new course called Therapeutic Coaching for Women. This is something I'm studying myself. And although it's really early days, I know it's going to be really invaluable to me within my business and for this podcast as well. As you may already know, one of the things that is really important to me, is that I keep challenging myself, I keep learning, I keep upskilling myself as well. And, you know, this stuff is Real non negotiable for me. Like it's one of my key values, that sort of continuous learning. And I know that it's something that I personally need in my life to make me feel good, to give me that sense of purpose. But of course, it's also something that I know is going to be so, so valuable to my clients and to my audience. And it's something that we need right now more than ever, I think. I think we're all realising that we maybe need to go that little bit deeper, that sort of the old ways are not working for us so much anymore. And that's obviously one of the reasons this podcast exists, because we know what we should be doing, but we either don't know quite how to do it or how to get where we want to be, or maybe we do kind of know, but our mindset seems really intent on putting those barriers in our way. So I'm really looking forward to getting into that course and helping you all in an even deeper way to really discover what's going on, to see why certain blocks and barriers might be there and ultimately to help you live your most healthy and fulfilling life possible and you know as the course goes on i'm definitely going to be sharing more of what i'm learning in there with you but i just wanted to give you a little update you know i like every now and again to share what i'm doing to let you know you know what other things are going on for me so that you know as well that whenever i'm i'm coming to this podcast whenever i'm coming to you in my my courses and my programs I am coming to you with the very best of what I have available to me and I think like I say like I've got loads of skills I've got loads of skills around fitness and pelvic floors and menopause coaching and all those kind of things but this is where I start to go a little bit deeper this is where I like really get into the nitty gritty of like what is going on with us you know why are we telling ourselves we want to do one thing and then doing something different like you know why do these barriers exist why do we feel like we get stuck sometimes why do we feel like we are maybe not getting the best out of ourselves. So this stuff is all really, really interesting to me. And I think that like the more that I work with women, the more I speak on this podcast, the more I do all of these things, the more I realize that there is definitely, definitely that need to just go that little bit deeper. So anyway, that's just a little share from from my life and what's going on at the moment. So yeah, just look out, look out for that because I am definitely going to be sharing more of that as the year goes on and as I begin to learn more. Right, anyway, on to this week's episode, which is all about midlife fitness. And this is such an important topic of conversation and here is why. So I think, first of all, we do tend to reach peak busy in our 40s. You know, we reach a stage where, yes, our kids are probably more grown up, probably a bit older. They're probably a bit more independent, but they do still need us. They do still need a lot of us. You know, I've got a an eleven year old and a fourteen year old, and yeah, they come home. I see them three minutes, and then they disappear upstairs for most of the rest of the afternoon and evening. So I don't actually see that much of them. However, you know, my daughter is, you know, has just gone into year ten. She is starting to get into all the GCSE stuff, and she just needs, you know, a bit more emotional support around that. You know, I think that they they have that pull to be more independent and they want to strike out on their own, but they still, they still need you. They still really need you. They need the comfort of home. And there's definitely a lot of of working out that goes around all of that. You know, also for many of us, there's lots of activities. My kids don't do loads and loads of activities, but for sure there's, you know, ferrying them around in cars and dropping them off at friends' houses and you know doing all that kind of thing for them keeping on top of the washing you know there's a lot even as your kids get older yes you have more time but there's still a lot of stuff that you have to do for them maybe you've also got parents who are aging you know for certain my dad has had certain health challenges over the last few years um so there's that going on in the background as well and we are like the meat in the sandwich generation, right? We are right slap bang in the middle of our kids still needing us, potentially our parents needing us, potentially being quite busy at work. You know, if we've worked really hard and we've, you know, been successful in our in our work and we have had been promoted and we're maybe managing a team or we're doing stuff that is more demanding, potentially in our jobs and things like that, then that adds another layer in there, another layer of responsibility and stuff that you have to do. And so I think our 40s are like that sort of peak busy time. I think it gets better, you know, from what I hear (laughs) Um, as we get into our 50s and the kids do truly get grown up and, you know, all of that kind of stuff, we do find a bit more freedom. But obviously when we're in our 40s, I think Exercise is one of those things that can fall off, right? It can fall off the radar altogether. We go, I'm too busy. I can't cope with this. It's an extra thing that I have to do. And so it gets dropped. And of course, that is a non-ideal situation to be in. And I think that, you know, for sure, many of the women that I work with always say to me, do you know what? I just cope better with life when I've got exercise in it. I feel less stressed. I feel more able to cope with things. I feel more resilient. So yes, it's really tempting to dump the exercise and to say, well, it's just one extra thing on my plate that I just don't need right now, but it can actually help us to cope. But, you know, with all of that said, I'm saying this with an awareness that actually we are at peak busy. It's a really difficult time to add that stuff in, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. I think also as we get into our 40s and beyond, there's this perception that we maybe need to slow down. Or adjust the kinds of exercise we're doing, or be a little bit more careful. Our bodies aren't as resilient as they used to be, and I'm gonna I am gonna address that in a bit. Um, aches and pains as well. I get a lot of women coming to me saying, "Oh, my knee hurts," or "My wrist hurts," or "You know, this hurts when I do a lunge." You know, what can I do? And it starts to put us off doing any physical activity. And I for sure have had clients in the past. I remember having a client several years ago who had issues with her knees and she was going to to a physio regularly and things like that. And the physio is basically saying to her, oh, well, don't do squats. Don't do lunges. Don't do, you know, essentially don't do anything. Don't do anything with your lower body. And this is not necessarily great advice (laughs) because what do we do every day? We sit down and we stand up we walk up the stairs, we walk down the stairs. You know, we do stuff that involves lunging and squatting all day, every day. So making somebody scared to do those things because something hurts, I don't think is necessarily the right way to go. And again, I will talk a little bit about that in a bit. Um, But yeah, for sure, you know, this perception we need to slow down, which is just a perception, it's just something we've been trained to think is necessary. And Aches and pains may be starting to kick in, particularly as those hormonal changes start to happen. It can really start to put us off. It really puts us off doing some of the things that we maybe have done for ourselves previously. We can also start to feel maybe less capable. We start to lose a bit of confidence in ourselves, particularly if we have taken some time away from exercise, if we haven't done it for a while, if we, you know, for some of us, it might even be a few years since we last set foot in a gym or, or attempted to go to an exercise class or whatever. And so we start to lose confidence in our abilities. We start to feel like we're less capable of doing those things. We also have the you know, hormonal changes which start to kick in. They make us more tired, uh, make us feel more fatigued. We may not sleep as well. We might feel more anxious or overwhelmed by life in general. So not only are we at peak busy, but maybe our hormonal changes are making us feel even more overwhelmed than we might otherwise do. And so that kind of adds that extra layer of stuff for us. And I think the other reason that it's really important to, you know, talk about fitness in our forties is that we can become very focused on weight. And this is something massive that I have noticed. So whenever I've done workshops before, and whenever I talk to people inside my perimenopause program, one of the things that comes top of the list, there are a couple of things actually. So towards the top of the list is fatigue. That seems to be a real issue. The other thing that seems to be a real issue is weight. And the thing that everybody says is, I've put weight on. I don't know why. I don't know how. Nothing I do seems to work. I've not changed anything, but I'm just putting this weight on and it seems to be inevitable and I don't seem to be able to do anything about it. And we get hyper-focused and hyper- worried about this thing that is happening to us. We start to feel like we're not in control anymore because in our 20s and 30s, we maybe put a bit of weight on. We've maybe been not so active for a little while. So we go, oh, do you know what? I'll just cut back on a few bits. We do that. We lose the weight. Bob's your uncle, right? It's kind of easy. You start something and literally within a couple of weeks, you're starting to notice the difference. It's not working as much when we get into our 40s and 50s. We might be trying to fall back on those old methods and we're getting frustrated because we're going, but this isn't working anymore. Why is this not working? And so either we give up altogether or we double down and we try harder and harder and harder and get more and more and more frustrated when those things are not working for us. And so we, we can become super focused on weight and we start to say things like, I just don't feel like my old self anymore. I don't feel like I used to. I want to feel like I did in my twenties, right? There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with, you know, wanting to, uh, you know, feel better in yourself. But I think we become so focused on weight that we forget about all of the other stuff. We forget that all of the other stuff is going to contribute towards that, that actually we probably need to start making some lifestyle shifts. One of those things is exercise, either adding it, if we're not doing it at all, it absolutely vital, or maybe changing the way that we're doing it, changing our routine slightly to factor in this kind of new phase, this new hormonal profile that we might be experiencing as we get into our 40s and 50s. But with all that said, I do believe, and in fact, I do know that we have a brilliant, brilliant opportunity in our 40s and beyond to actually be fitter and stronger than ever. And in fact, I think that our 40s are this kind of window of opportunity where we get the opportunity to make a big old difference to our health outcomes, a big old difference to our confidence, to our energy levels, and even to things like our hormone balance, if we can start doing the right things now. Not putting it off, not waiting until next year or until things are less busy or until the kids are more grown up but actually starting now and looking at ways that we can start right now to make an impact on our health our wellness our confidence all of those things and our you know and ultimately our weight as well if that's something that we do want to focus on now it is true that you can make positive change at any age right you can do it in your 50s your 60s your 70s your 80s, you know, if you start making positive change, if you start doing exercise, then you can absolutely make change. But it is also true that the longer we wait and the older we get before we start down that path, the harder it gets. And the more likely we are to encounter issues and problems and aches and pains that might stop us or illnesses that stop us and things like that. So yes, we can make positive change later. Of course we can. Of course we can. But it's just going to get harder. And if you can get started now, if you can make some changes to your routine right now, you are getting ahead of the curve. You're getting in there before things start to get much harder. So not only are you going to feel better right now, but you're also going to set yourself up for your healthiest possible experience as you head into your 50s, your 60s, your 70s, your 80s. So like I say, I feel like this is a real window of opportunity. It really, really is to start making some positive changes right now. But before we move on to talking about what that routine might look like, let's address some of the things that might be holding us back so we already started to talk about that you know why is it important that we do talk about midlife fitness so there are certain things that are holding us back so I think the first one is lack of time I've said you know I said it earlier on we we are at peak busy we maybe have a l- awful lot going on and the first thing that goes, is usually exercise. And I know this for a fact because I talk to so many women all the time and they say, oh, I had to I had to stop exercising or it's going to get busy the next few months, so I'm going to stop exercising for a bit. People have said that to me. Oh, it's just got a bit busy lately, so I'm not going to be exercising for a while. And it becomes like the obvious thing that we can dump, right? We feel like it's not actually 100% necessary. Like there's lots of things that are 100% necessary that we have to do. Exercise is not one of them. But it's because we tend to feel like we have to go all in. And, you know, I've, I've talked about this a million times, I'm not going to go over and over it, but, you know, studies have shown that even just a couple of 30-minute strength sessions a week can make a huge difference to us. They really, really can. And this is something that I'm always saying to women, Stop feeling like you need tons of time. Stop using a lack of time as an excuse because you could do one 30-minute strength session on a Wednesday and one on a Saturday. Bob's your uncle. You are absolutely going to gain from that. You are absolutely going to see a difference. You are absolutely going to improve your health by doing that. So if you keep telling yourself, I don't have the time, I don't have the time, I don't have the time, what little thing could you do And again, we'll talk about this a little bit later when we get into the sort of solutions and what that um, routine might look like. Even one strength training session a week is going to be better than nothing. So, what can you do to get started right now? Aches and pains. So, this is huge, right? Like I say, so many women come to me, my wrists hurt when I do this, my knees hurt when I squat and when I lunge and when I do this. And so, what we do is we stop or we do something slow, we do something gentle there's nothing wrong with doing slow and gentle, but we need to challenge our bodies as well. So if you are suffering with aches and pains, number one, get advice. Of course, I'm not going to say grin and bear it. Absolutely not. (laughs) That's not great advice, but get advice. Go see a physio, go see an osteopath if that's your choice, go see a personal trainer who is going to be able to help you to adapt your workouts to, you know, bear that in mind. You know, there is always something you can do. There is always a way to adapt. The approach is not, let's stop everything altogether, because that's probably going to take you in the opposite direction. Because if you do have aches and pains going on, then quite often you need, yes, rehab, but you also need to strengthen it. So for example, I have in the past couple of years um, had a few issues with my knee and Every time I like would kneel down on the floor, it would feel like I was kneeling on broken glass. and when I do certain moves in the gym, it was really hurting. but I adapted. I was mindful of what was making it hurt and I was adapting those particular moves. and actually I started lifting heavier weights <laughs> and it's now fine. Every now and again I get the odd twinge, but continuing to work on strengthening up my my legs, Made a huge difference. Strengthening up my glutes made a huge difference for me. Now, I'm not saying that's the answer for everybody. There may be slightly different things that you need to do. But what I am saying is that that could easily have stopped me. I could easily have gone, oh, well, at the moment, doing a deep squat is really hurting my knees. So I'm just going to stop squatting. But what I did instead was I adapted while I needed to. When it was feeling okay, I did those deep squats. And eventually it has strengthened up and it has sorted itself out. So get advice about those aches and pains don't let it stop you don't let that be the reason that you stop being active and you stop doing any exercise like i've already mentioned we do also feel that need to slow down we you know we get into our 40s and it's like oh well it's time to just go and do the yoga and the pilates and to slow down and it's not actually a thing right we don't need to slow down once we start to get a bit older It's just something we've been conditioned to believe. And honestly, it's a use it or lose it situation. So if you start to buy into, oh, I've got to slow down. I've got to do less. I've got to do gentle stuff. I've got to protect my joints. Then you are going to slow down. Your body is going to slow down. And our bodies are way more resilient than we give them credit for. Our bodies can continue to do amazing things, even in our 80s and 90s, like you've seen those people, those like 90 year olds who have run a marathon. I was watching something the other day on Instagram, and it was this lady in her 80s doing a move that I can't even do right now. <laughs> so it is absolutely possible to still be working hard, to still be pushing ourselves, to still be getting out of our comfort zones. And actually, it's really flipping important that we do that because we continue to build resilience, we continue to build strength when we do do those things. And I'm not saying don't do Pilates and yoga, but the temptation sometimes is that that becomes the only thing that we do, and we forget that we need to add the intensity in as well. So adding the intensity is going to be really, really, really important. But yeah, don't let that idea that we've got to slow down hold you back, because it is absolutely 100% percent un true. I think the other thing that holds us back is this lack of confidence in ourselves and our abilities. And I think a lot of this can be due to changes in our body. I mean, I've, I've talked a little bit earlier on about this focus that we sometimes have on weight and that it becomes like literally the most important thing. And it can really start to reduce our confidence in ourselves because our body has changed. And we may not feel like ourselves anymore. And so we sort of shrink away from doing any physical activity because we're like, oh, I can't do what I used to do. This feels hard now or whatever. But again, the only way that you're going to build that back, build that confidence back, build that confidence in your body, build that resilience in your body is by getting out there and doing the thing. And I know that it can feel really uncomfortable to do it. So get support to do it. Don't just be like, oh, I'll just go and search for a video on YouTube because you'll keep telling yourself you'll do it. You won't do it. So who can help you with that? Who can help you to build your confidence back? You know, is there an online program that you could do? Is there a personal trainer that you could work with? You know, what is that thing that is going to really help you to start to get confidence back in your body, confidence back in your abilities as well? Because I think that We underestimate, you know, we talk about, oh, I don't have enough time or my knees hurt when I do things. But actually, quite often deep down, there's this lack of confidence in ourselves that is holding us back. And we just end up in a vicious circle then. We lack the confidence to do anything so we don't do anything. And so our confidence gets worse. So we've got to create the virtuous circle as well. We've got to kind of step up, get out of our comfort zone a little bit and go, right. This is where that starts to change. This is where I start to create that confidence within myself. And I think part of that as well is taking the focus away from weight. I'm not saying you can't work on losing weight. Of course you can. But when we get hyper focused on that, we tend to forget that fitness is actually about so, 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 so much more. It's about function, it's about how our body moves, it's about and I've said this word a lot today, resilience, but building resilience for now and for the future as well. So try and remove the focus or reduce the focus on your weight as being the thing and start to think about, you know, fitness, think about function, think about heart health, bone health, all of those kind of things. You know, our body isn't waiting for us. It's not sitting there going, oh, well, she doesn't feel like doing it right now. So we'll just go into a holding pattern that's not happening. As you're sitting there telling yourself you can't do it or you don't have the time or something hurts too much, you're losing muscle. Your bones are getting weaker. Your blood sugar balance, I can tell you right now is not improving. It's getting worse. You know, and yes, it might only be in small amounts, but that's going to build and build and build until you get into your 50s and your 60s and you're like, "Oh, uh, I can't get out of a chair without groaning now." And this thing feels really hard. So, we don't want to wait for that. Our body is not waiting for us. It's not waiting until we have the time. It's not going, oh, it's all right. We'll wait for her because, you know, she's a bit busy at the moment. Not happening. So, hopefully, now that we've started to smash some of those excuses that we use for slowing down or not doing the thing, let's talk about what you do need to be doing right now to build your fittest body. Because I honestly believe, even I know, that it is fully possible to feel fitter now than you ever have and to feel better about your body than you ever have. Because once you get into a routine, once you start to do these things for yourself, you are going to start building an inner confidence that is going to feel unbelievable. I promise you, I know this. I don't just believe this to be true. I know this to be true. And it's not that hard, okay? It can be really, really simple, I promise. So, what are the things that we need to be doing? Number one, strength training. And I know, I know, I know. I'm a broken record on this, but I'm not going to rest until you are all doing it. But it doesn't have to be scary and hard, okay? Strength training is, you know, I you see a lot on Instagram. You see an awful lot about, you know, women who are lifting a hundred kilograms. And they're like, ah, oh, I've just done a PB and I've just, you know, deadlifted a hundred kilograms. And you're looking at that, you're thinking, bloody hell, I can't do that. If that's what strength training looks like, I don't want a part of it, right? So it doesn't have to look like that. It really, really doesn't. You can start with light weights. You know, when I start working with women with weights, if they've never done it before, if they've never done strength training, we're using resistance bands, we're using two and three kilogram weights. I honestly couldn't give a crap how much you're lifting to start with. Of course, you want to progress as you get into it, but I literally couldn't give a crap. If you're lifting two kilograms to start with, Who cares? You're lifting, you're doing something, you're moving your body. So don't look at other people and think, oh my God, that looks impossible. I can't do that right now. No, you're not going to be able to do that right now, but eventually maybe you could. And everybody had to start somewhere. Everybody had to start with light weights. Like when I started lifting weights 25 years ago, in my early twenties, I was just using the machines in the gym And I probably wasn't lifting that much at all because I'd never done it before. So I started lifting really light. I started using the machines because that felt like I had control over it. And it took me a while to get beyond that and start lifting free weights and moving into the free weights room. So I started light and you can start light as well. And that is absolutely fine. You know, initially it's learning the technique, it's getting into the habit of doing strength training, it's building your confidence with strength training. That is all that matters. And even once or twice a week can have a huge benefit to you. And it's going to benefit your bone health. It's going to make stronger bones. It's going to benefit your heart health. It's going to help you to build muscle, which by the way, increases your metabolism. It's going to improve blood sugar balance because the more muscle you have, the more your body can shunt that glucose into your muscles to help with your blood sugar balance. It's also going to improve your physical balance. You know, so you can do things like get out of a chair when you're 80. You don't need to get one of those chairs that tips you out. (laughs) Um, And let's not forget, it makes you feel like a grown ass sexy woman. I was doing a session at the weekend and I, oh my God, I just felt so flipping good. I felt sexy. And I know you're not supposed to say that, but I did. I was like, bloody hell, this feels freaking amazing. And honestly, it does. When you start lifting, you're like, oh, where has this been all my life? So if you're not doing strength training right now, do it. Do it, do it, do it. Right, cardio. Let's move on. So there is this little myth going around at the moment that quite a few people have said to me about, oh, how much how much cardio is too much cardio? I've heard that, you know, you shouldn't do much cardio in your 40s, that it's bad for you. So here's the theory. So In our 40s, we become less resilient to stress. You know, our body releases cortisol, our cortisol stays heightened. It leads to us storing more fat in our bodies, and particularly around our tummies. It leads to worse blood sugar balance and all those kind of things. And so the idea is that then you add a lot of, like, you do long steady state cardio. And you're adding more stress because exercise is stressful, good stressful, but it's still stressful. It's still going to release cortisol. And the idea is, you know, already you are potentially releasing more cortisol. Secondly, you're less resilient to the cortisol. Thirdly, you then add lots and lots of cardio in and you just load up the system with even more cortisol and it's not going to be great for you. Now, there is a small element of truth in that. Absolutely there is. And I'm going to tell you what that is in a minute cardio is not bad for you in your forties. Just know that. However, it's about getting the balance right with it. So let's say you are generally quite stressed. Let's say you work a full-time job. You've got a couple of kids. The kids have lots of activities. You are forever rushing around here, there and everywhere. You've got a lot going on at work. You're maybe not eating brilliantly because of that. Your sleep's not hundred percent. In that instance, if you then go and add, oh, I'll go out for, you know, some long steady state runs this week as well, then it's not maybe not going to be the best thing for you to do too much cardio because you are already in a highly stressed state. However, if you are actually feeling quite balanced, if you feel like you have a lid on your stress, yes, you have some stress sometimes, but you know, who doesn't? If you sleep okay, if you're, you know, eating pretty well to fuel you and to help with your recovery then you can probably get away with doing more cardio. The amount of cardio that you need is going to depend on your particular place in life at the moment. And I think generally, if you're very, 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 very stressed, then maybe loads and loads of cardio might not be quite the thing. But if you're not, and if you're managing your stress okay, and if you feel good, then why not go for it? Do some cardio. Don't just do cardio. (laughs) Strength training is really important as well, but you absolutely can do it. However, I think for a lot of women, I for sure don't love loads and loads and loads of cardio. It's not my thing, but I know I need to do some of it. So I add HIIT workouts, you know, short 10, 15 minute HIIT workouts. So yes, you're adding that bit of stress to your body, but it's over pretty quickly. And it's, you know, the benefits outweigh the negatives of doing that. So can you add some hits? Can you add a couple of short, challenging cardio sessions a week? Can you pair it with a strength training session, for example? So cardio is really, really important. We've got to look after our heart health. We've got to challenge ourselves. We've got to push out of our comfort zone. So how is that going to look for you depending on what your kind of stress status is, where your cortisol levels are at the moment. Can you adjust that depending on where you are at particular times? Some weeks, more cardio might be good. Other weeks, less cardio might be good, right? And how can you add in hits So high intensity interval training or challenging cardio a couple of times a week. Where can you add a short session of that in? Third element, walking as much as possible. Now, I'm not going to give you a set number of steps, but all I would say is take what you're doing right now and try and improve on it. It's as simple as that. Whatever you're doing today, can you do an extra 500 tomorrow? If you can, awesome. That's going to work great for you. So add in walking as much as you possibly can. We want to reduce the amount that we're sitting in the day. And we want to take those breaks to get out and do some steps. And then the fourth and final part is mobility work. So, you know, we need to keep our bodies mobile. We need to keep them moving. We need to keep those joints nice and oily and, you know, all of that kind of thing. So again, how can you add that in? And it doesn't need to be loads and loads and loads. 10 minutes of that at the end of strength session or adding a yoga session, a Pilates session in each week would be a really good option for doing that as well. So, those are really the elements the strength training, the cardio, obviously adjust as needed, walking and mobility work. Now, I know that you're like, oh, sounds quite a lot, <laughs> but I promise it does not have to be loads. So, let's take a couple of examples. So, if you wanted to do just a couple of sessions a week, make them maybe a bit longer, maybe a couple of 45 minute sessions a week. You do a five minute warm up, you do a 10 minute hit session, interval training session, you do 25 minutes of strength training and then five minute cool down and mobility at the end. So you could achieve, hit all of those elements in two forty-five 45-minute sessions a week. Or if you prefer to go shorter and do it more often, you could do two 30-minute strength training sessions, a 20-minute hit session, and a 20-minute mobility session. That would be a really, really, really good place to start, or even less, if you need to start with less then that is all you need to do. You know, I think it's all about starting where you are. Start where you are and know that any little thing that you add is a step in the right direction, right? It's another vote for that fitter stronger body. It's another vote towards you as a person who is prioritizing their health and well-being. So, how does that feel to you? Does that feel like it's something that's doable? You know, I think it should feel doable for all of us, literally all of us. So, you know, I'm going to leave you with a little challenge to see what you can add this week. Is the thing that you start to add an extra couple of thousand steps a day? Is it adding a strength training session this week? Is it signing up to that yoga class once a week? What's the thing? What's the one thing that you're going to start with or the one thing you're going to change in your routine right now? And I, I guarantee 100% you can do one of those things. It, you don't have to do all of it at once. Start with one thing, do it for a few weeks, do it for a couple of months start to create that habit. And once you started to create the habit, you can add to it for sure. Now, of course, if you need any help with this and you would love to have a programme to follow to make it super, super simple, then do go and check out the ChickFit Members Club. You're going to find inside a collection of brilliant two, four and six week programmes. And those programmes include Begin, which is specifically designed for anybody who is starting out on their fitness journey or getting back into their fitness after a bit of time out, or Lift Strong Foundations, which will take you from being a strength training novice to Confident Lifter in just six weeks. And of course, there's loads of other programs as well. Those are amazing beginner programs or programs people have been out of the loop for a while, but there are also some brilliant programs in there for people who want to add strength training and into their routine and things like that as well. So there's loads of options. I will be there to help you choose which one is the best place to start once you begin. And you're also going to get all of the amazing support through the Facebook community as well. If you want to find out more, just head over to chickfit.co.uk forward slash members club, where you can find out more and join us. Right, I'm going to leave it there for this week. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week and I'll see you back here again next time. Thank you so much for joining me today, beautiful people. If you have loved listening in and want to make sure you don't miss out on future episodes, then simply subscribe or follow the podcast on your favourite podcast player right now. You can also come and join me on the socials at AlexChickFit and I'll see you again next time.